Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Oh, greetings, and thank you for joining us again on another episode of Greetings, the Greetings Card Podcast. I'm Dan Conroy. And I am Bobby O'Rourke. Bobby, would you do me the honor right now of asking me about the American Greeting Cards Association's Louis Awards? Yeah, that was the first thing on my agenda. Dan, could I ask about the American Greeting Card Association's Louis Awards? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Bobby. So I was looking this up. We mentioned it a little bit in the last episode when we had first unearthed the Greeting Card Association's website, which is a .org, so you know it's fresh. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned for a minute the Louis Awards. Now, what the hell does the Louis Awards mean? I'm glad you asked. They are, I had it up and I completely lost it on my dang browser, um, but it was in honor of the, well, we talked last week about the inventor of greeting cards, and of course they date to prehistory essentially, but uh, it says launched in 1988, launched in 1988. The Louis honor Louis Prang, the German-born Boston lithographer and publisher known as the father of the American Christmas card. Uh, nearly 200 companies submitted hundreds of entries, blah, 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 blah. 55 companies held at least one card advance to the final round. So essentially, it is the Tony Awards of greeting cards. And uh, if you go on that website, they'll actually point you to the winners this year. There's like a whole list of those who have won this year at the Louis Awards. In fact, I just passed a couple of photos of the actual Louis Awards themselves. But what I thought was the most funny to me as I was going through it were how the categories were set up. So it's funny because all of them were organized based on whether or not they're Father's Day cards, Mother's Day cards, birthday cards. But there were three that actually stood out to me that I actually wrote down here. And how is this Louis spelled? L-O-U-I-E? Yes. Okay. Like Much Louis to Anderson. my surprise, not named after Louis Anderson, which I was, I was really say. hoping was going to be the case. But unfortunately, you know, uh, you can't always get what you want. In 1988, you said, is when this started? This was started in 1988. So it's somewhere around 30 years old. Wow. Um, they started this beautiful competition. And... Okay, so I am pulling up now some of the names of the categories that were coming up for the Greeting Cards Association Louis Awards. First off, there's, of course, separate categories for birthday humorous, which I thought was great. But all of them include being $5 and below and being above $5. So if... <laughs> No matter which category of greeting card we're talking about, folks, whether it be sympathy, thanks, expecting, wedding, there are two different categories in which you could win an, a Louis Award if your card is $5 and below or if your card is above $5. And what I'm asking you, Bobby, is does that seem a little too classist? For something that I feel should be much more for the people, which is greeting cards. Yeah. How can something that is meant to be distributed nationally at least if not internationally first off i've never seen a card that was priced over five dollars i don't think or not much over maybe six or seven but how how high does that go because under five seems to capture to me most greeting cards over five must be a relatively small pool i would think no you would think so i know that there are cards up there that will run you roughly like ten twelve dollars 
but wow, I've just I, been going to the cheap seats, I guess. For <laughs> no, 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 I'm usually I'm a five to six dollar fellow. That's what I am. I'm the same way. I'm 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 your blue collar greeting cards. But I, yeah, think I mean, my above, dad's fine. But I mean, for Father's Day, a eight dollar card. I mean, come on, who are we? Who are you we treat your dad to an eight dollar card. Exactly. That's that's where the treat lies. I mean, we're you know, it's ten dollars. Am I a Rockefeller over here? <laughs> but the uh, above five dollars appear to be a lot of the printed out cards that you're able to stand up like they are a little theater. And so there's a lot of paperwork, and by that I mean a lot of artistic craftsmanship that goes into those cards. I actually sent you a link to it. And you can see why they're at $5, although there's some like the Christmas seasonal greeting that's above $5. doesn't make a lot of sense. By the way, anyone who's listening to our voices can see this website. Uh, again, it's greetingcard.org. And you can see for yourself just the uh, wonder of uh, this year's Louis Awards. Wow, I'm looking at it right now. These are this, this is the Tony Awards of cards. You're right. There's categories <laughs> blank. There's one for blank cards, which I, I, you can have a field day at this place celebrating diversity and inclusion. All right, way to go, American. Perfect. Cards Thank you so much, Greeting Cards. Children's cards, Christmas. Obviously, there's more than one category. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> wow. And there's also Christmas seasonal humorous. So just in case you had gotten a Christmas card that was too somber or melancholy, there's also a category for all of those greeting cards that made it into the funny realm. I, I enjoy so far friendship slash encouragement general. As that's my favorite category. <laughs> the friendship that's general friendship designed in a greeting card way. Let's make sure we can get that on paper. <laughs> I like that. That was really good. Uh, there's Hall- get well better Halloween. Who's got a card? Okay, so Halloween? I wrote that one down. I wrote this one down because this was going to be the crux of what I wanted to talk oh, about. I'm sorry, go, I, I spoiled it for you. No, 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 you didn't spoil anything. I'm the one who doesn't know how to put this crap together uh, in, in a conversational viewpoint. There is a whole category for Halloween, five and below and above five dollars. Now, if you remember one of the very first episodes, dear listeners, that we talked about. We mentioned the holidays that get greeting cards and the ones that don't. And I think we didn't mention Halloween. Maybe we did. Don't add us if we did. But I had no idea that it was so available and there were so many different Halloween cards that it was enough to give them a category. I was under the impression that there were some Halloween cards, but it just wasn't big enough to necessitate a whole category. I've never seen a Halloween card before. I don't know who you'd be giving that to because in Pop culture, Halloween is mostly for children, and except for mm-hmm. birthdays and and some religious festivals, when do you ever give cards to children? This is again, this is just me, but I've never received a Halloween card. That have you? I have never received a Halloween card for any reason, not from my parents, not from family members wishing me a happy Halloween, because that doesn't feel like Halloween is not one of those Halloween. Uh, <laughs> Halloween is not one of those Halloweens, <laughs> those hallowed days. Halloween is not one of those holidays where there is this expectation of communication from your greater extended no. family. Maybe you do have traditions like that out there, and and bless you if you do. But I never felt like, oh, I've got to reach out to my uncles. It is Halloween after all. That never really came up. That was the selfish holiday designed for candy and, and friendship, uh, which I would get a friendship card for. And doubly selfish for me because my birthday is November 1st, meaning I got the double selfishness of the oh, next wow. day. Oh, so, wow. So did you have really cool Did birth. you have 
that situation that plagues so many children where if your birthday is close to a, a big holiday, you don't really get a birthday? Or did you have the better end of that stick, which is you had people in your life who made sure you got the holiday plus the bonus of your birthday as well? I got the better end of the stick. I got the latter in that my birthday was always a separate occasion from Halloween and we celebrated them separately. But we did both. And I think that is because, because I've talked about this with a lot of Christmas birthers, um, Christmas birthed, <laughs> and the <laughs> Christmas birthers is not a great one. I liked Christmas birthers. Christmas best. birthers. We'll get a better one. who thinks that uh, Jesus wasn't born on Christmas or has, or I don't know how you'd work. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they need to, they need to see Christ's uh, uh, Judean birth, birth certificate before they can it on. birth slab. Exactly. In the old Roman letters. Christmas born children missed out because Christmas is so an all encompassing holiday for some very insane people. It's one of those things they could literally do all year. So to have your birthday so close to Christmas, it just gets completely lost. And I know a few other holidays where that's happened to people. But Halloween feels so very different because there's no gift giving on Halloween. It's only like candy giving. And there's not much like connection of families like we said earlier it's a lot about what the kids are doing and venturing out into the world and demanding candy from strangers or tricks like being scared by ghosts and so i i never felt like they were ever lost if anything it always made for a really good excuse to never have to think of a birthday Mm. theme because we would always just do costume party because i'm not one to really want to think about that so i'm like cool we're just going to celebrate Halloween and also it's my birthday. And that's just kind of how it went, which which made it easy. Yeah, Forget happy birthday song. You have a built in soundtrack, creaky floors, ghosts, ooing, the monster mash. You know, you never have to pick out music for your birthday, which is such a stressor. I was born to the monster mash. A lot of people didn't know that about me. And whenever my whenever my birthday cake comes out, my family just goes spooky, scary skeletons. They shiver down your spine. We are running out of glow paint for the uh, bones that we paint on our bodies, though. We are we are running around that. Uh, so have a look, see, folks, if you want to check out more of the Louis Award winners this year. There's print and production excellence. There's religious celebrations. There's oh, what there's trends there? and events, which I guess is a card designed for things that aren't totally accepted within the community and that they're saying this could be the new big thing. This could be the new big holiday. I see under trends and events for above $5, it says one minute you're young and free and the next you're whispering sweet nothings into your air fryer. (laughs) (laughs) What in the blue hell does that that mean? Who are you giving that to and for what? You should not whisper into your air fryer. Those things get very hot. That's going to chap your lips and make your wings all soggy. We could get lost in this, Dan. I, I think like... this might this this might be all a right. bonus episode somewhere along the line is to go through these. Yeah, categories. you know what? I might have uh, I might have thought this to be uh, this might be too advantageous of us to do in one shot. We might do a bonus episode where we just go through this year's winners. Uh, well, congratulations to all the Louis winners uh, again. Real pissed that you guys didn't name it after Louis Anderson, who I know and I don't know this uh this bearded uh, uh, mamma jamma. Mm-mm. So uh, not going to think about them much more. The father of American Christmas cards. <laughs> Come on, Whatever. people. So be it. We know the truth. The Egyptians and the Chinese. I mean, this is just American exceptionalism rewriting the narrative. And I realize it's a German man, it, but even so. Well, he was German born, but he did do all the printing in Boston. So we can blame this on the uh, ever going American exceptionalism that just has to take everything from every other nation, every other culture and go, no, we no. did it first. So don't remember your last name. Prong, Prang, doesn't matter now. <laughs> Card, yes, shall we? Let's go. <laughs> 
All right. So this week I provided the card for the occasion. And of course, if you'd like to see the card yourself, feel free to take a look at our Instagram or Twitter, which we will provide at the beginning of this podcast episode. It is a birthday card again, so forgive me, but this one just, you know, shot out to me from where it was in the card aisle of the insane costume store I was in that I have begun to frequent. And uh, Bobby, I want you to dive deep. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, I have never seen this card before. So this is a whole new world for me to quote Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. I want to say for the lyricist but i could be wrong a new fantastic point of view but you're going to feel like you're only dreaming once you see this card oh wow all right let's let's, let's yeah. dive right in shall we so i'm looking at an art style that reminds me most of a beavis and butthead cartoon i would i would think interesting or red okay. and stimpy maybe so a very a, a very mm. rough per, per, purposefully rough cartoon and there's on the bottom is it looks like one woman on the phone and two women in the back on a couch and there's a dreamlike quality to this whole thing because the curtains are black and white striped but the wall is pink and the flowers are pink and the table's yellow it's 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 hallucinatory and the words at the top say it's up to you honey you get the day of beauty for $100 or the afternoon of relatively attractive for 3950 <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, I should have read this in the voice of a beleaguered phone operator for some sort of business. If I had known, I would have prepared a more of a character. Do you want to take another shot at it right now? I could try. but Let's I'm do a, let's do a clean take. Look, it's up to you, honey. You get the day of beauty for. Nope, that's not anything. Let's no, no, no. That. Come on. You <laughs> got it. Come on. Ride. Ride that pony. You had it's it. Come on. You, honey, you get the day of beauty for 100 bucks for the afternoon to relatively attractive for 39.50. I like it. Yes. Oh, that's just oh. that. That came from me. I was I was trying to get out of the character's way. My God, what's what's her name? What's this character's name? That that woman's name is Denise McTrain. Oh, Denise McTrain of the of of the Hoboken McTrains. My goodness, <laughs> what a a proud receptionist people. Always running the front of beauty salons. What stood out to me in this card when I first picked it up was that everything feels like it came from a chemical induced lucid fever dream like just really <laughs> everything came from i remember one time in college i fell asleep in the library midday while preparing for exams and i had a nightmare that i was seeing my sister but her eyes were gouged out and the sockets were bleeding and Good this boy. card and this card is almost as frightening as that this card to me if i saw this in my dream would be almost as frightening the character in the front our receptionist character will say is incredibly geometric in their design. Um, <laughs> it's like a couple of triangles were sort of put together. Same thing can be said about the individuals on the couch in the back, the two ladies on the couch sort of waiting. This is clearly a sort of beauty salon or something like that. You know, it's interesting because you said like Beavis and Butthead. And I think it's really interesting that you said that because the first thing that came to mind to me was like a Klasky Supo, early Rugrats or, oh, yeah, of or Rocket. Well, I, I think that? both are... Yeah, well, I think both are right. I just think, I don't think there's any wrong answers. I just, that's the first thing that I thought was like, this would be a very early Klasky Supo, if I'm saying that correctly, cartoon. Klasky um, Supo. Yeah, exactly. exactly. From uh, all you Nickelodeon heads out there. <laughs> Only 90s kids will understand. This this felt like characters that they originally designed for Duckman, if anyone has ever seen that one. But it's uh, that was a Klasky Supo with Jason Alexander as a, a duck. Man, what a renaissance man. Yeah, outside of Seinfeld, he really had quite a career. Has he, quite a career. He still he has. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he has done 
a couple things. I didn't hate Listen Up, uh, even though it got canceled after one season. It, it just everything in this feels it's so close to being non-human and then it comes with a mouth and it's holding a phone and then now I can see that it's back to being a human all over again. But yeah, everything in the design of this commands your attention. Everything's very sharp. The lines are very harsh. The world seems hemispheric, like you were saying, Bobby. It's very dreamlike when you see the floor is clearly wrapping around itself in a sort of uh, globe-like style and the text takes up half the page like yes half this card is text now i have to believe that that was done for economic reasons about saving colors or something for the card because this is a ridiculous amount of the card to just have us white space i think i didn't even think about that but you're right for those seeing on the instagram and the twitter the one half of this page that text bubble is taking up way too much space and the little cut that's designed to show who's talking it just the the ratios are just so very off you could have made this so much smaller or maybe even not a white space at all but yeah this was this was to cut costs i think it 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 does smack of that 90s style like you said of animation where it was allowed to be a little grungy children's cartoons especially were so much harsher than and i liked those I mean, that is a compliment, but in general, animation was rougher around the edges and people who are looking at the history, I think, will be very fascinated by this era of squiggly lines and outlining and colors almost meshing into one another. I like it, but it's it's an eye-catching card and it may not be for everyone, I have to say. Yeah, you're right. That era, which is so enveloped in different styles of doing animation of some type, whether it was rotoscope or squiggle vision and moving forward onto flash. It feels like I wonder if that was a side effect of a decade moving from traditional hand-drawn animation to computer graphic animation. And it just found itself between two worlds. And the baby that was birthed from that was just one of those like kind of seething sort of like kill me like it was just learning how to live but it didn't know how to because it was just so rough around the edges and this card is absolutely an example of that everything just feels very much like it's not there in the moment um, this card vibrates all because all yeah. the lines for the characters aren't perfectly straight you look at it and it feels like you've had too much coffee and everything's shaking just a little bit. Yeah, this is a this is a sort of a, a manic feeling about it. This is definitely sort of a manic feeling within this card. It doesn't help in the text either because the text feels very drawn as opposed to being typed, which we have commented on other greeting cards in the past. This one definitely feels like it was drawn on and then they went ahead and printed a bunch of them. But I do like that they used a star for the top of the eye for its. That that makes me feel special. Of course. Uh, any Anytime a star pops up, you've got to feel a little bit like Mario grabbing that star at the end of the game Uh for 64 fans. Yeah, let's go. Even though it feels like I am then being immediately talked down to because the day of beauty is $100 and the afternoon of relatively attractive is $39.50. It's like, yeah, I can't help but think of the girls night out card that you brought the last time you brought a card, I think. Mm -hmm. And this one so far has given me similar vibes of this is celebrating some very intimate personal holiday that no one else could possibly have come up with this is going to be if i had to guess something like thank you for tuesday when we both went to tgif 
and split the fajitas and you just listen to me talk about my divorce. But I don't think the card is going to get that specific, but it has that vibe. You know, those fell out of favor in the mid 2000s. Unfortunately, TGI Fridays was all out on their greeting cards like, hey, so glad we did dollar margaritas again. Sorry about what I said about your partner. I didn't mean it like that. I meant it as a compliment. Anyways, sorry again. Here's a card. But it doesn't fit on the page personally. And then that and the competition for Applebee's. You know, there's a lot of things that millennials are killing, guys. They're killing chain restaurants and they're killing the greeting cards that the chain restaurants make for when people have too much fun with those dollar margaritas. So, I, yeah, you know. Ruby Tuesday must be spinning inside her. What's the specialty at Ruby Tuesday? Um, they, they do like a, a burger, maybe like a dollar burger or something like that. The dollar burger coffin. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Spinning inside her dollar. <laughs> I mean, I've heard coffin. of a goodbye Ruby Tuesday, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> Well, that's our show. We're going to end it there, guys. We're going to do a tight 21 minutes for you. So (laughs) hope your commute's not much longer. Otherwise, it's going to be a slow, slow drive. Um, I, yeah, this is, this card for only being half colored in is demanding a lot. It's demanding a lot of us. It is not giving us much of an answer. It's already insulted me. I don't like, I don't mean to use the word classes too much on this podcast uh, episode, but it definitely feels like, oh, I'm allowed to have a less of a day because I don't have as much money. Thanks a lot. Beauty salon place. (laughs) Yeah, you were mentioning economics before. This is very concerned with how much money you can spend on beauty, which is a big problem I've heard for a lot of people. It's expensive to keep up appearances. Just you spend so much money on cosmetics and and beauty products. Oh my God! Yeah, the the money that you can spend in uh, beauty care products is wild. Um, you know, I wouldn't know based on the none that I spend and the fact that I try to like condition my hair with cooking oil. But that, the, that's all natural. Everything about I mean, that is some good work, Dan. Stop it, Bobby. For the audience at home, uh, you as well. Even though uh, you told me your healthcare, your beauty care regimen, and I'm a little concerned because it's quite a lot of steps. Yeah, I cannot actually experience light. <laughs> and I mean, even and I mean, even when I go to get an eye test, I just say, just keep me completely in the dark and I'll just have to guess. Yeah. You know what the letters are. Your partner keeps you like veal. Your wife keeps you like veal. Yes, of course. I'd, I'd like to take a look at the second page, but I'll go, go ahead. No, and by all means. I think the time was. is now. I was just going to say one more note. There seems to be a competition in the underlinings of the day of beauty and the afternoon of relatively attractive. Don't know why pink is more important than purple, but if you are having a look at it as well, listeners, you'll notice that as well. Don't know if one's supposed to be more important than the other, but there you go. I brought it up and now you have to look at it and think about it. Or don't. That's not my concern. But now I can't look away. Yeah, exactly. You can't look away either. Second page. Have a look. <laughs> So the second page is on a faded yellow background with the same stretched out tulips, I want to say. That's what I, in, I that's another, vase. yeah, I don't know. What are they? What, what would you say those are? Tulips, maybe? Lilies of the Valley? I would say they're either tulips or purple roses. But if you're having a look-see hmm. as well, listeners, go ahead and DM us what the hell you think these flowers are. Because we cannot, for the life of us, figure it out. They're too long. They're totally tubular man they're they're tube shaped and tubular was the only word i could think of and they do not fit proportionally with the size of that vase so they're just kind of everywhere with the design here so i i don't even know i don't even know what kind these are i'm i'm what am i a botanist not yet i think we have to put up with fish flower uh, uh botany uh, as another thing that we're not qualified to speak on on this podcast ichthyology and botany so far have really uh really Fine, done i'll us put in. it on the list sorry we got ichthyology that's already on there and botany we're just going to keep writing a list of things we are not experts on and therefore cannot speak of on this podcast so yes yeah, sorry go ahead continue to explain uh, there is a yellowish black background with those flowers 
And then presumably in the same voice that Denise McTrain has been using in the previous page, go ahead, splurge. Happy birthday. So it's a birthday card. And the handwriting for the words is similar to above, which is fancy adjacent. So it's it's sort of like someone started hmm. to write cursive and got sick of it, as I often do, and then decided to go into uh, block lettering or other the, or the other way around. They They started block lettering and then wanted to go fancy afterward which i have done i've done that before. i do that so often it's so funny you mentioned that yeah i if i'm doing something in a pinch i will absolutely write in the plain print block printing but the minute i need to write something i have time to write it slowly and in my own words i will immediately go to cursive so i'm always going back and forth making my notes an absolute nightmare which is why i can't share them with anybody in the world and I didn't even notice that on the front, but they have that on the front, too. Day of Beauty is in cursive, so is the top, and I didn't even think about that. Although, it's is not. It's is in print, but up to you, honey. So it's almost like she's slipping, Denise McTrain is slipping between two accents or between two styles of talking. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but <laughs> it's almost like she, like, what would be her second way of talking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what does the block, le- is the block lettering harsh and guttural and then the attempted cursive is a little smoother or, or, or jazzier? I don't know how you If I that. attempted Denise McTrain, if you wouldn't mind me taking the reins real quick. Oh, please. It's a character that deserves to be played many times. Because your voice is perfect. I love it. If I had to give my own iteration of it, because it has to be different, mm-hmm. I would try something a little bit more gravelly. And so I would do something like, it's up to you, honey. You get the day of beauty for $100 or the afternoon of relatively attractive for thirty nine fifty. And then from there, if we're doing where the cursive is, I think it would go right into a pretentious lilt. And so it would go from like, it's up to you, honey. You get the day of beauty for $100 or the afternoon of relatively attractive for thirty nine fifty. And then on the other side of the card, it would go, go ahead, splurge, happy birthday. Wow. I am floored because I just knew your Denise didn't want to do this job. It was a calling. So yes. well done. It's it, it, That's what's so great about the theater is that everyone has their own take on the character. And man, if, if anyone else had to follow me, I'm glad it was you. Well, we all have our fingerprint in it, Bobby. And I am so glad that you started it. And also, it's thanks to you that we have the beautiful uh, Denise McTrain lore that you're right it was her calling because she comes from a very proud line of beauty salon receptionists and this is not a job you take you know you go into it like all right this is my dad or my mom's job i gotta follow it up when they pass away you know her dad or her mom was in that seat before her and now she is dead-eyed telling other people the two options they have for the beauty salon which if you think about it is not a lot of options as i recall correctly for a full-fledged beauty salon but that's just me i don't run those businesses so yeah, I just I feel like this card gave us an ultimatum. First, okay, first it attacked us with quite a lot of shapes, sharp shapes and colors, and then it gave us two options and then it said happy birthday. It feels like we went through a little bit of a emotional whirlwind in this card. And I, I don't know how to feel in the end of it is all I'm saying. I, I was going to say it seems like the birthday person is going to pay for their own sal- spa day. Which doesn't seem right. This card implies that, well, if you want to look good, you'd spend a hundred bucks. If you want to not look good, forty's fine. Anyway, cash or check or card, but it's 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 not a gift. 
that person's going to pay for their own spa day. They're going to pay for their own spa day. And look, I understand a business needs to make money. That's not what I'm a guest. But like, they didn't even offer a birthday discount. There wasn't somebody going like, like, instead of it saying, go ahead, splurge, it was like, this one's on me, babe, or something like that. Because it's a greeting card and we can make it up. So this also gives, uh, it alludes to a universe where this person is paying for their own spa day on their birthday, which, you know, not trying to shame. Like if you're, if you're doing your own thing, by all means, treat yourself. But I would think at least in the fictionality, the fictional world of these greeting cards, we could write in like, I I got you this time, babe, or something like that. Or let, let me take care of this one. This could have been a friendship card and remain just a birthday card for someone by themselves. Yeah. This isn't a gift. This is a bill. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. This is a receipt that says happy birthday on the bottom. This is when you tell the waiter that it's your birthday and then they come back like, you know, there's no special cake or anything like that because they don't do that. And then when the server comes back, it just says happy birthday with the regular pricing of everything, which is like nice. But, you know, not again, not to say that you're owed anything, but there wasn't even a friend to step in and pay it for you. Damn it. But I want I wanted the Chili's servers to come out in a group of four clapping happy birthday to me. And, you know, that didn't happen. I just got this card that said you're paying for dinner. Yeah, well, the problem is, is because last time you and I went, Bobby, you insisted on them doing the actual happy birthday song, which we're not even allowed to do on this podcast because apparently or unless it is public. Uh, domain now but they probably still have their whole like happy happy birthday we're chilies and it's great happy happy birthday to celebrate your date which is your birthday and you know that's... <laughs> are those the real lyrics i believe you if you said they were i i think that's the beat but i can't really remember i i, re- <laughs> I remember tgi fridays is one is like someone's birthday is today someone's birthday is today we're gonna celebrate this day and you don't remember to... the sick beats that chilies has laid down I can't remember those fine military jams of TJI Fridays basically doing a march for my birthday. Nothing like a dirge for my birthday. <laughs> something something that you would that you would hear in the movie Full Metal Jacket just change the lyrics for my birthday. Chilies, there's awesome blossoms. And there's Is that a- appetizers. Da, da, da. I don't know. That's what it I should love be. that. That's so amazing. <laughs> to the tune from The Great Escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba, 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 da, da. They've got the they, they've got the apps and the awesome blossom for you. Yeah, that would be that should be on a commercial if Chili's is still. I haven't seen a Chili's commercial in a while though, so maybe they're just out of that game now. Streaming really got in the way for commercials because I see the same four commercials all the time. None of them for Chili's. I would welcome a Chili's commercial at this point. Yeah, I mean, I re- I miss when they did bold chain restaurant commercials when TGI Fridays was coming up with some crazy new bullshit like fried green beans with one dollar LITs. And it's like, <laughs> well, where's the commercial for that? And it does not going to make me go to you, but I just I want to know you're there. If we've got the capitalist machine, I want to see them gears turning. Everything sizzled. That's all I remember. Fajitas sizzled. Buffalo wings sizzled. People sizzled. There were just people just boiling. In the- oh, if you ever got their banana splits, they sizzle. They are hot banana splits. And I don't mean fried ice cream. I mean that ice cream is put up to 400 degrees and we let it burn. It's basically sugar on a hot plate at that point and a burnt banana. That's that's what you get for your birthday, pig. Yeah, go ahead, splurge. Happy birthday, card recipient. Go ahead and splurge. <laughs> you were going to get the two for 20 entrees, but you know what? Treat yourself to that full eight out steak at Applebee's. You deserved it. And top it off with some cheese potato Twizzlers. Happy birthday, babe. 
you know, you know, Denise McTrain, she likes she goes she goes hog wild on a Chili's. She knows how to like she knows how to have a good time. Then. Oh, she puts away Southwestern egg rolls like it's her job. But we know, of course, that it's not her job is is dynamo receptionist for this beauty beauty spa, which is why we need to change her LinkedIn profile because she uses Southwestern egg roll eater and El Presidente margarita orderer as her job skills. And we don't know how to tell her that doesn't get you another admin <laughs> job. At a different salon. It's cool that you only ordered those things, but still. You're never going to get that receptionist job at the community college with with those kinds of credentials. You got to expand a little bit. You got to show your resume is padded, but padded a little more. No matter how much Grand Marnier you pour, it's not going to get you a better job over at Mercer County Community College. Shout out to Mercer. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the, now it's not as buck wild as the last end of a card that we had, which was incredible. What could be, but the, the back of this card, just have a look at the name of the company, (laughs) the name of the company for the listener on a white background is design design and design and the slogan for design design TM is designing ways to express yourself tm they've tm both they've tm the logo and they've tm the slogan which i would say generously we can call a slogan it's more a sentence that they said we own the syntax of the, of these words I mean, it's basically the formula that we were just making fun of in the greeting card it's script on top and block print on the bottom but it that's is. That, yeah, that's what that's all it is. And then it's followed by a circle. I'm not saying that it's not, you know, nice and elegant, but it's also trademarking that is you got some real confidence that someone was looking at that and hoping to pirate it. And I love that it is called design design, designing ways to express yourself. That's a front, right? We that's this is a front. Oh, yeah. This is like when I passed a store in Queens that said best quote carpeting unquote in town. <laughs> Why was it in quotes? I don't know. But the word carpeting was in quotes. And I I think the best case scenario is a poor grasp of what of what air of what quotes are for. The, they all get worse from there. Yeah. Was that supposed Did they think that meant like that accentuates the word if you put it in quotes? I, I don't know. But a design design, I think, is in that. Say, design design is a ring for smuggling uh, puppy mill dogs or something across the border. I don't know. Or it could, it could be any number of things. They could be the ones for the reason why we don't have all the good jingles for the happy birthday songs at various restaurants. I don't know if they could be the reason. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I think the two things that design design have made their black market money on is the most controversially bred Labradoodles, as well as the holding on to the happy birthday copyright, which I don't remember the name of the sister duo off the top of my head that had the copyright for that, but they're dead. And so now it is in the they, they scooped it up when they had the chance. So that's how they're making their money. Yeah, right we'll now. never hear the song Birth Danigans for people who are celebrating their birthday at Bennigan's. I had no idea it was called Birth Danigans. Is that really the name of the song? <laughs> if if it isn't, it should be. That's all I'll say. Bennigans, if you're hearing us, I think there's four locations left, maybe a couple <laughs> in Southeast Asia. Come, maybe one in the United Arab Emirates. By all means, please let us know what the name of your song is that you will sing to overly embarrassed teenagers who were brought to Bennigan's when all they wanted to do was hang out at the 7-Eleven with their friends for their birthday. Like their idea of a perfect birthday was hanging out in a parking lot, but their parents insist on taking them to Bennigan's for a, a mozzarella sampler dazzler, whatever that is. It's called a dazzler because the mozzarella sticks have a little bit of club soda in them. So every time you bite them, they're a little bubbly. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, to be 16 again. Oh, uh, 16. It was a very good year, if that's how the song goes. I can't remember. So this card was weird. Um, it was. It was a very... <laughs> this was a weird card. It just, I, I, I think I chose it because on top of there being a price listing for your birthday, which just feels a little insensitive. Well, not even yes. insensitive, but just it feels very much not the point of a birthday and now it has been added to the birthday algorithm here a little crass it's a little crass that's what i'm looking for thank you bobby it's a little crass and on top of that it's got this wild animation that would have made more sense for early 90s ren and stimpy klasky supo uh, comedy and it doesn't feel like any card nowadays because I feel like animation all kind of looks the same anymore. There's a lot of like more rounder lines and everything is a little bit clearer and cleaner. And this is much harsher and more curt with its movements. Everything feels like it came from somebody's hand, which in a way is nice and in another way is can be a little unsettling. Um, there definitely is a, uh, a psychoactive part of this card, I think. <laughs> I'm looking back at the front of the card and everything. There's like different parts that have black and white borders i don't know if those are meant to be curtains you pointed it out first but i it almost like feels like a metaphor for the enclosing void around you as you sort of begin to close your eyes and get out of rem sleep and return to the <laughs> abandoned convenience store that you're hanging out in and then you wake up we just can't get out of the cosmic horror when we look at these cards every card has got some hidden message <laughs> some chthonic message that we're trying to un- unfurl and and that's what's going to happen we're going to put these all together and like a door is going to unlock somewhere in the earth's crust and there'll be like a volcano and we're going to have to learn how to shut it all over again oh yeah absolutely and when that time comes we'll get there i'm going to say episode 48 that'll uh, probably be will be found under an arby's i presume it'll be found under an arby's they've got the meats and also <laughs> the volcano so bobby you get this card um you had to pay for your own spa day that sucks uh what would you give this card on our creeding card scale which of course as we know is from the fridge to the garbage and anywhere in between i'm actually enticed by the meanness of this card like you said it's not insulting really as as un- unfeeling a little bit it's a it's a little a little crass i would put this Bottom of the fridge. I don't need to look at it mm. every day, but once in a while, I, I think it's a novelty of say, oh, yeah, remember that birthday where someone got me just a card and said I'm paying for dinner as a joke? <laughs> that didn't. I remember that. What a weird day. OK, cool. So it's it's you, you, you always remember that weirdness that someone gave it to you. Yeah, I don't want to forget. It's... It doesn't it doesn't offend me or frighten me. It just is a card that once in a while I would say, oh, right. Remember when that not as good of a birthday that. I wanted happened and I think that's worth remembering sometimes sometimes the mediocre birthdays are just as important to remember if nothing else but they're fodder for your future comedy podcasts or discussions you're going to have with friends at bars later Mm -hmm. so you want to be able to have that because you don't want to just remember the A pluses because sometimes that gets a little boring like oh you had a great birthday big deal let me tell you about the one where I got this card and then I had a spa day and then I went to bed at 7 p.m. You only know there are mountains if you see the valleys below. Oh, that was was that that was beautiful. Was that Mark Twain? I think that was also Arby's. Ah, that was that was Arby's. That was when they were introducing that Wagyu burger they have now. Uh, <laughs> what would you give us? So, what do you think, would, Dan? From the from the fridge to the trash. I'm gonna go ahead and give this one a medium grade as well. I'm gonna put it at the middle of the fridge, but towards the right. Um, so it's a little bit farther away from when the door opens. So it's not in your line of sight all the time, mind you. But again, it's there to remind me of that mediocre birthday. And on top of that, I feel like this is a good conversation starter. I feel like it's meant to 
be a card that you have uh, jokes and japes with with your coworkers. This could be on the fridge in the lounge when all of you are going for your midday yogurts. And then you're kind of like, oh, look at that. The afternoon of relatively attractive. Call that my every day. So you can kind of have those conversations. And yeah, in that way, it's got currency. I actually don't think I've ever asked this. Did we ever establish what side of the fridge the handles are on? Mm, we did not establish. Is there this. a standard? I, this is a bit off off key, but I guess it's relevant to our to our list because you said the right side. And so that's in your head. That's the farthest spot from the handle. OK, so we, yeah. we have so, a left. We have a stage left side of uh, a, a fridge with the handle on it right there. Yeah, no, moving forward, this is incredibly relevant. I was always because I have one of those fridges that opens on actor looking at fridge on their left and that's where the handle is so it swings from the left to the right right the fridge is the audience so when we say stage left we mean that we mean how we're facing the fridge to our to our left that's how that's how the lord intended it i would imagine correct that's how the lord intended and how the gourd intended it Mm -hmm. is that how in your house bobby in the house of bobby uh premiering now on bravo is that how your fridge opens actually yeah and and i'm i feel stupid i didn't notice it before i never gave thought i just always reached for the the handle and and assumed that my life would never change and that that was immature of me and i i just i had to grow up one day you know what but sometimes assumptions are as right as they ever were going to be and if you i don't even know if i've ever seen a fringe that opens from the right to the left i don't know again actor staring at fridge fridge's audience actors right opening the fridge from the right where the handle is i don't know if that exists that is a great question um I'm not sure if there's some kind of standard specifically in the United States or if this is all baloney and they can just make fridges however they want. And we've just both have the one that opens to the left. Now, this is just um, we are not including the fridges that open from the inside out that have like the freezer on one side and the fridge on the other. No, because no. you weenies are on your own. I don't know about those. We're not animals. We're not animals. We're not beasts. I don't need to get my ice from the from the same. I either look up or look down for my ice. I'm not getting it in the middle from some dis- dispensary like a weenie. I mean, talk about ending an episode on a cliffhanger. Tune in next time to find out what side of the fridge everyone's handle is on. Is it standardized? Is it chaos? You'll have to tune in next time to find out. That's right, you idiots. We're going to we're going to hold this information until next week. And you're not going to know until we have a solid answer for you. Now, what does that mean specifically? That means Bobby and I are both going to forget to research it. And then midway through next episode, we're going to remember and then do a lot of dead air until we research it. But you're still not going to know anyways, because if I know anything about the audience that we've only known for six episodes, it's that they're not going to look up this fact, even though there's probably a very clear answer online. Am I getting a little too accusatory with our audience already i would say <laughs> not this... enough you you, sh- you if anything you could stand to accuse them of more wrongdoing okay it's just these you know it's just this oh, summer heat and these people disgust me that's mm-hmm. all i'm saying it's just you people with your love of our podcast apparently <sighs> yeah thank you thank you for listening <laughs> thank you thank you again for listening and thank you for listening to this episode of greetings the greetings card podcast if you have a greeting card that you'd like us to have a look at feel free to send us a direct message either on instagram or twitter however the hell you'd like to do it and next week we will find out that fridge answer for you or we'll forget to do it bobby any closing remarks literally none i think we've done the best we can do and dan i'm just looking forward to more fridge talk and also cards too probably you know what more fridge talk, more car talk, because every time I'm with you, Bobby, it's a day of beauty. Aww. TGI Fridays. Uh, 39.50. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.